this episode of the Naturist Living Show, a nude wedding. This episode of the Naturist Living Show is brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. At Bear Oaks, we offer traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Free your body, free your mind. www.bearoaks.ca Welcome, dear listener, to episode 119 of the Naturist Living Show. My name is Stéphane Deschaines, and I'm your host for this podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park. And first, we're going to start today with um, a little bit of a, of a promo of another uh, podcast. So I was quite flattered to be uh, invited to be on the show. Scott Klein contacted me um, he has a brand new podcast called uh, the the New Nudist Podcast, and I, it had only been a few episodes, but I listened to it. There's not a lot of them out there. There's a bunch that started and stopped, and so I'm always interested to see others starting. I think more is better. I think there's a lot of room for a lot of different ways of looking at this movement and discussing it. So I'm always really happy to see one and start, and then sad when they stop. So. Um, Scott's doing a good job. It's well produced. He's got a great voice for radio, better than mine, much better than mine. Um, and uh, it's—I was quite flattered. He's obviously—he's uh, as you'll hear if you listen to his uh, podcast. He's quite taken by the Nature's Living Show, an avid listener. I'm sure he's listening to this right now. And um, you know, it's great because I didn't—I I didn't really expect a lot of people to want to listen to it, but I was hoping to maybe influence and uh, share some thoughts with people and get them to learn something about the movement. Uh, I like to share what I've learned and what I've experienced, and I hope that others can find some uh, satisfaction in that or some direction or some inspiration. And it seems like I have with Scott. So he did an interview with me, which was very nice. I enjoyed the discussion. I enjoyed having the chat with him. And I will put a link to that uh, show in the show notes. It's now live. We did it a few months ago. Um, and uh, I'm also going to play uh, right now the, uh, the promo for the podcast. Hi, this is Scott Klein. If you've been curious about nudism and naturism, if it's been a bucket list thing for you, or if you're new to the nudist and naturist way of life and want to learn more, then check out the new nudist podcast. We explore topics like nudist etiquette and how to take that first step into social nudity. We'll also hear interviews from people just like you about their journey into social nudism and naturism, and we'll even explore topics of nudism in the news. Search New Nudist Podcast on your podcasting platform and subscribe to get updates on the latest episodes. And I hope you have a great naked day. So if you have a chance, um, you know, on your podcatcher or directly on the website or however you listen to podcasts, go and subscribe to the New Nudist Podcast and uh, follow them as well as some of the other ones out there. So today uh, we have our uh, fearless uh, 
nudist correspondent on the West Coast, Tim Chismar, back again. Uh, this is part of that series of interviews he sent me a while ago, which I thought were lost. I mentioned that in a previous podcast. This is about uh, Chrissy and Dave, who had a uh, nude wedding. And uh, Tim did a really interesting thing in that he interviewed them separately. And they both tell basically the same story, but it's a slightly different story. And it's quite interesting to listen to both of them uh, tell their version of the same story, um, uh, basically at the same time or one after the other. So let's start with Chrissy. So Chrissy, well, hey, thanks for joining me. Thank you for inviting us. <laughs> so tell us a little bit. Everybody, nudists always love to hear that uh, aha moment when you got into it. Um, tell me a little bit about what it was like growing up. Was it a nudist household? When did you discover it? Um, what were your first uh, thoughts about it? Okay, so I do remember, uh, you know, just kind of body freedom at home. We would go skinny dipping in the backyard. Um, sometimes my, my little friends would come over or my mom and I would just be naked in the backyard and, you know, um, either sunbathing or in the pool. Um, Where was that? In Orange County. And uh, I do remember driving down the freeway and my mom pointed out that that was uh, Glen Eden. It's a nudist resort. And all I pictured were people just walking around naked. And I was probably like eight or nine years old, just walking around naked, just so innocently and boring, you know, just walking around naked. Um, so that was my first uh, memory or, or uh, discovery of the whole nudist movement. And then let's fast forward to college. I had a, a, a college class and we had to do a group presentation and it was on a subculture, so we chose nude recreation. We went out to De Anza Springs in Hacumba down in San Diego. And that was our first uh, real nude experience. The brochure that I got my hands on, I think, was from Anner, and it was about women in nude recreation. And it just kind of explained body freedom and, and just... Um, not being judged and it doesn't matter what shape or size you're in and I was always very self-conscious about my body because I was always picked on for the way I looked and I was just extremely thin and frail and mousy <laughs> all growing up and people picked on me for that uh, so being around people that didn't comment about my body sounded really accepting and wonderful really um also i i had some other things you know i was molested and and had some other things going on so finding a space where it was non-sexual um i wasn't sexualized and treated like an object so that was also very liberating as a female so so you discovered it on your own. It wasn't an uh, introduction from anybody else. Well, once once you went to De Anza, did it stick? Were you hooked? I, uh, I remember, like, the, the girls that... We came with, like, five girls, and none of us were naked in the clubhouse. We did go to the jacuzzi, and it was nude required there. And 
and I remember forcing myself to sit on the edge of the jacuzzi and put my arms down and, and I'm like okay I'm wearing a bathing suit I'm wearing so there's that little mantra so that I could actually do it and then and then I'd look down I'm like oh my god I'm naked you know so I I I wasn't naturally drawn to it because of the conditioning that we're raised in um I remember being in the clubhouse and wanting to strip and go out on the dance floor and dance naked. I, I wanted to do that, but I was with my girlfriends, so it, there was that uh, that element there. Um, but then I met somebody that was closer to my age, and as you know, nudist resorts tend to be a little older. Yeah. I was in college. I was fairly young at the time. Um, you know, most definitely one of the younger people that would be at a nudist resort um, from all of the resorts that I've been at. So uh, this guy, uh, Brian, he um, he and I kind of hit it off because we're both Disney geeks, and he invited me to go to Disneyland, and so I went the following Tuesday and um, met some of his friends there. Keep, keep that in mind, folks. We're going to go back to yeah. Disney later on. Yeah, probably, yes. So... Um, so, we, you know, we just hit it off. I liked him. He was nice. Uh, I, I wasn't exactly looking for a, re, a relationship or anything. And he's a, he's a big go-getter in the nudist community. He's, he's all about it. Yeah, yeah. So he had a couple businesses in the industry. He lived at the park and um, just very involved with the social politics and things like that. So he was actually, um, he became um, a really good friend. And then we started dating and then I moved in and we ran some businesses together and he taught me and he, he brought me under his, under his wing and I learned a lot from him, um, which I'm really grateful. And it was a lot of fun. We lived at the nudist resort. And so here's, here's a funny thing. When we were driving into the nudist resort, we're driving by this house, you know, park model, and they didn't have any curtains. And I'm going, oh my God, they don't have any curtains. And they're, they're standing around naked. And aren't they afraid of people walking, you know, like walking by and looking in the windows. And, mm. and, um, later it was Brian. And then later I lived in there and we, I don't think it still has curtains. You know, I lived there for, I think two years. Wow. Two <laughs> years. Wow. I know. So yeah, it's just funny. Cause that was the house that I saw when we were driving by and I was freaking out cause there were no curtains, but then I, ended up living there with no curtains um so i mean obviously there are private areas in the house like a you know the private be- bedroom and bathroom where you don't have a view um so you know the the private moments are still private but the living room and kitchen it doesn't matter huh so. now you uh you eventually see i'm i'm curious i i'm realizing like i've been friends with you forever but there's i've mostly known you in a relationship that you got into down the road how did you meet the man you are now married to how did how did that come across did you guys meet at black's beach i know he's he's popular there nope we met at disneyland what the crap (laughs) what (laughs) yeah so i'm shocked really (laughs) wow that's so wild yeah, so Brian invited me to go to Disneyland to meet up with some of his friends. And um, so I met our friend uh, Michelle and Dave. And um, and we all just got along and stayed friends for a while. Eventually, Brian and I, we, we broke up. And about a month later, um, Dave and I started hanging out and there was no intention whatsoever. I swear to God, there was no intention whatsoever. 
but we really hit it off and it just was so natural and we just get along and then eventually we started dating and then we you know we actually quickly started dating and um and then a year later i think we were engaged and so within nah. no 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 oh, wow. how did you get engaged at Disneyland. <laughs> no, so, so what was that like? It was it was by like Club Thirty Three or something, right? 31? Yeah, we well, Club Thirty Three is a private club at Disneyland, and Dave has a um, a client that that is a club club member, and he got us in that day. So right before we went in, Dave proposed right at the door, and I was actually surprised. I kind of thought maybe he would propose that day, but it the day get, got longer and longer by the end of the day I forgot about it and so right then and there he proposed and somebody snapped our picture he, we were just taking a normal picture then he turned me around and then he snapped the picture so we got a picture of that and then we went upstairs uh, into Club 33 and had a really nice dinner um, and I think we've been there a total of three times um, together mm-hmm. and uh, I don't know so I mean we spent most of our time down on the beach at Black's Beach then um, just that's that's basically where we ultimately like fell in love I guess um, but we just we just enjoyed each other's ch- time not anymore but you know we're married whatever uh-huh. <laughs> I'm kidding <laughs> how long have you been married now? <laughs> well we got married on the beach with a party of what a hundred people uh, most of them were nude that was in August of 2009. So, so, so wait a minute, because this is this is a really big deal. I mean, no, nobody, almost nobody, gets married on a nude beach. Was it? Did one of you push the other one? Did you both want this? I think we kind of mutually agreed with it, and I mean, we still had our reception the day before the wedding. We're we're totally unconventional, um, and that was closed. And I had my beautiful big wedding gown and our beautiful cake that my husband made and it was gorgeous um and it was just a really really sweet wedding in the backyard and um you know we had a friend dj it and put in a dance floor and you know friends photographed it and all that so uh so we did kind of mostly traditional stuff up at home and then the nude wedding down on the bottom of the cliff at the beach you know i'll i'll say this till i till i die i was Dating a girl at the time who uh, was not into the nudist stuff, wasn't willing to even give it a chance, and I wanted to go to the wedding so bad, but she and I had this thing, you know, we were in love, and she uh, she she just didn't understand, didn't want to understand, and so stupid. It's, it's just really sad that, that people can't separate, um, you know, sex from nudity. It, it's just, uh, but I, I know the people who are listening to this are, are nudists, so I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here, but it, it, it's such a such a shame. So you guys had the the ceremony on the beach. But your mom was there, which now I understand it. You know, with the way you grew up, it wasn't that big a deal. Like she was, she was pretty cool. Yeah, not. It wasn't a big, a big deal. She, you know, my dad would have never gone, um, but my mom, you know, she she was pretty um, adventurous. She had a very adventurous spirit, anyways. So she was um, she was okay with it. She wanted to stay dressed. So and that was fine. So here she is dressed in her, you know, pants and shirt, walking me down the aisle, and I'm naked. Here's the funny thing, <laughs> um, you know, we, 
how do I say this? Um, it doesn't matter what hairstyle you have on your head or other places of your body. And at the time I was pretty much, um, fully groomed and, um, and I, I'm, I have my bouquet. I had a bouquet and that's about it. And I had a thing on my head, like a beaded thing that my friend made. It was gorgeous. It was amazing. Um, but I, I think everything else was pretty much naked. And I remember walking down the aisle and I looked down at my crotch and I'm like, oh shit, I forgot to shave. I had a five o'clock shadow. (laughs) 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 We have a mutual friend who it was her very first time at the, uh, the nude beach. She was invited by some friends that were going there and it turned out just to be your wedding day. Yeah. yeah. Um I I think she's a friend on Facebook. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> she yeah, she works at like Knott's Berry Farm. She works in props and stuff like that, but oh, it's okay. very exciting. You, you never realize how you're influencing uh other people. But even beyond even beyond the wedding and the fairy tale uh ending, you guys got involved in uh being representatives for nudism. I know you visited colleges and yeah. you were doing some CFI stuff, the, the clothesfree.com as nudescasters. And- yeah. Um, well, let, let's back up into the relationship when I was with Brian. We did some CFI stuff oh. um, at Nudescasters. I made it on the cover of one of their videos. Um, let me see. I was on. We met in the era of MySpace. You yes. And, you and I. Yes, yes, yes. And so I was. Because I dated Janine very briefly. Okay, yes. And um, so I kind of coined myself as Nudist Chick. Yes! Yeah, and so I actually had kind of a name for myself as, as Nudist Chick. And um, and it wasn't that I was trying to hide from my name. I also had my name on there, too. But, you know, like, I, I just wanted to kind of, It was kind of a trendy thing, you know? So, um, so yeah, uh, I was that on uh, social media. We... Uh, I was voted into the um, American Association of Neuter Creation for the Western Region as a board member, and I then became one of the chair members for Women in Nude Recreation wow. and went to um, different events and, you know, and things. You know, I don't want to bore you with all the details. Oh, it's but. very fascinating, though, that you guys that you really dove into it. That you're the you're the real deal. You know, I guess. Yeah, it's <laughs> very exciting. <laughs> well, and and I know how many times did you visit colleges? Because you guys did that. a oh, few times. Oh dear, for years. Um, David, Dave was working with another woman, and then um, I think she just couldn't do it anymore because she had a baby. And then, so he invited me to go speak with him. So we started, gosh, probably in 2006-ish, and then we did it for several years. Um, maybe three different colleges in San Diego. Um, and uh, it was a lot of fun. It was, I like to, I like to make things like light and funny and, you know, some puns that here and there and sure. stuff like that. So it was really a lot of fun. Um, occasionally we'd actually see some of the kids down on Black's Beach um, or, you know, at least hear kind of a different perspective or watch them change their perspective about nude recreation in the classroom. So. Well, that's fun. That's, that's really exciting. I, uh, I remember I was actually shocked because I didn't know a ton of how you grew up. I remember going to Black's Beach one day and your sister joined us. And I remember just thinking like that dynamic because they don't see a lot of families together at the beach. Right. Um, Well, in our group, we had a lot of families. There were there was 
quite an amount of children, and they're now grown up, um, going to college, and you know, so it's yeah. amazing how old how old I feel. I remember I was going to Olive Dell before. Um, before their daughter now she's married to jake and they're you know it looks like the next generation of taking over the resort yeah yeah we're getting old um oh and you know thank you for being a body double in a movie uh i had set you up with that back in the day because he wanted a little bit of nudity to spice the thing up and you were like i'm game and yeah uh, that was fun um I don't think I've ever been in a movie before, so that was fun to at least uh, offer my body. Which <laughs> <laughs> is fun, which is very, very, very fun. Now, where where do you stand now with nudism? Because I know you're you're looking at a property in Missouri, uh, another campground. Is, is this going to be nudist? Do you have plans to do it optional at some point or not at all? You know, okay, so it's kind of... Okay, so I have lived at two different nudist resorts, and I've also visited, like, 13 other ones or something. What was, so, Deanne's, or what was the other? Um, uh, Sun Island in San Diego. I lived there for a whole summer. Oh, I never heard of it. Yeah, I worked there and lived there. I did I did topless bartending. Um, I worked in the snack bar. I did their newsletter, did social events, uh, worked in the office a few times, Um by the end of this, you're going to get hired by Stefan over at Bear Oaks. He's going to say, I need her because she's a jack of all trades. Well, we're going to have our own resort. So, <laughs> so okay, so back in 20, uh, in 2005, um, Brian and I were actually talking a lot about owning our own place. And so it really got my my brain um, thinking about what it would like be like. So for years, I've really... I have dreamed about owning our own resort. And so we've just been looking and looking. And I have looked at some resorts um, that are clothing optional and talked to some of the owners in recent months. And for one reason or another, they just, they weren't really the right fit. Either too expensive or just too little, too like, a, like extremely remote or whatever. And we need to be closer to town. We have a little girl and I want to take her to dance lessons. And, you know, so we finally found this park in Branson, Missouri. And being that it is in the Bible Belt, I don't know how well received a nudist resort will be uh, in that area. Currently, the park is not nudist friendly. It is fairly private. So... It, it is possible that we could theoretically turn it into a new venue. Um, but again, it's rather conservative Bible Belt. I don't know how well received it would be. Um, I, I would like to have maybe, say, one jacuzzi for the textiles and then another jacuzzi for that is mandatory nude maybe there's like a little section or something and just kind of test the waters and see how well that's received and then i want i'm planning on putting in a sauna as well so i i don't know i i haven't really explored the ins and outs of that either and and maybe somehow incorporating nude stuff with that too i don't know but you know we've got a a mortgage to pay and ultimately we've got to kind of fit in in a way um but it is in the back of my mind if if we became like the only nudist place in the whole southern midwest um then maybe it can be a thing i don't know 
It's interesting because I know there's a ton of theaters in the area, so I'd be curious to find out how you know do the theaters have any nudity? Because I remember reading because I've always been fascinated about this too, and I remember reading about how some resorts got started, and they uh, one of the popular ways to introduce the public was to have a nude play. And afterwards, invite the people who were at this nude play so that it was all artsy to stick around for some skinny dipping. And, and so it was like you show up and it's artsy and it's body positive and it's, it's this light little uh, instead of just totally shocking them. So um, that's an idea. I, I think that would, be, that would be a hoot if you guys were the nudist resort in Branson, Missouri. Um, you know, but obviously, like I, I want you guys to be successful, and and that's the most important thing. Right. You know. Yeah. Uh, you know. So it, it's absolutely in the back of my head. Um, but again, like I said, we've got a mortgage to pay. <laughs> I don't want to lose the park because we can't pay the rent. <laughs> you know, or mortgage rather. So. Absolutely, and you don't want a negative. Uh, you don't want people to say, "Oh, that's that's where the swingers are," or anything stupid like that. That's what I deal with here in Vegas all the time, trying to get things going, and you know. Um, well, and then you have uh, – I can't, I can't end the segment with you without mentioning you run a business. You run a jewelry business, uh, cremation uh, jewelry, so pets and people who have passed away. What, can you tell us a little bit about that? Yeah, so the business is called Together Again Memory Beads, and people send me their ashes or hair um, or other sentimental items. One person just recently last week sent me a tooth. And I, I put some of the tooth into the glass. So I basically take the, the inclusions and I infuse it into the glass uh, using um, glass rods from Italy or uh, China. Um, and I use a torch to melt the glass and make beautiful glass beads. And I have a few different collections and an, a rainbow of colors and um, shapes, colors, sizes. It's all very customizable. You can add, um, you, you can pick and choose what you want. So it's, you know, very customizable. Yeah, so. That's very exciting. And that's very cool. I think you're going to get a lot of people swing by. And uh, what's the website? Well, togetheragainmemorybeads.com. And then uh, also I will be reopening. I literally just closed down my website this past week because we're going out and looking at the park and in the process of purchasing and literally packing up my business and home right now. So um, when we relocate to the park, I will be setting up my studio again and people can come out and make their own cremation jewelry. I've been a teacher since 2000, been doing this since 2000 or uh, 1996. How old am I? Um, so over 20 years I've been doing this and, um, and yeah, so I, I like teaching and so if you are interested in something like that and uh, want to learn how to make glass beads and make your own cremation jewelry, uh, come out to Branson, check in with me later, um, follow me on like Facebook and social media f with um, Together Gun Memory Beads, and I will be able to post what park it is. I cannot say what it is right now because we have signed the um, non-disclosure agreement, and until it is actually in our name, 
that is the moment I will be screaming out to the world what park it is. It's so exciting. It's so exciting. Gosh. Well, I hope that this, you know, for for Hook or Bike Crook, I hope this is the last move. I know you've bounced around from uh, a couple of different spots, and now it would be good for you guys to put in roots and watch Lexi grow up and just settle in. Yeah, at least the five- or ten-year plan. <laughs> but, you know, I would love to travel, and maybe this will be kind of a... Um, a nice way for a semi-retirement thing and and travel. I'm gonna go to Europe. <laughs> nice. All right. Well, thanks for joining. I'm gonna I'm gonna sit down with Dave as well, and uh, I'm gonna go over the uh, the story and you guys' history, and and uh, we'll compare them and see what uh, see what that's like. And thanks for joining us. Thank you. I love you, Tim. You're a wonderful guy. So that was Chrissy's story. So now let's listen to Dave's version of the same story. David, so tell me, did you grow up as a nudist? Like, how did you get involved in this? Um, what was that adventure like for you? Okay, I was. I did not grow up as a nudist. In fact, my family was very, very conservative. I have two brothers. I'm the middle one. And I don't ever recall seeing my father without a shirt on. He was always in shorts, but um, my brothers and I all grew up in, in the Midwest, in Cleveland, Ohio. Hot, humid summers. We did not have air conditioning in our house. We were always in long pants and shirts. We were all pale white. We burned really easy. We're all fair-skinned, redheads. And so we wouldn't go to a pool or anything because we would burn. We didn't have suntan lotion. We had suntan oil. You know, that makes you tan faster. Wow. Yeah, that makes you burn faster. And when you're fair-skinned, you just fry. Um, and then we'd have to put on a shirt to go in the pool, and we were self-conscious of that. And I was very self-conscious of my body growing up. Um, I was a scrawny, skinny little kid and pale white, and I was very self-conscious of that. How I got to this state, I have no idea, but it was it was liberating. Um I know there was time, there was a lot of times when I was in my teens, if I was the only one at home, I took my clothes off because it just it felt comfortable. I liked it. Then things just progressed as I got older and became an adult. In my late teens, I was finally wearing shorts. I was still very hesitant to go any place where I was required to take my shirt off. Um, I was still very self-conscious of, of my body, but I was finally wearing shorts at least. So you um, you went into the, the military, yeah. and uh, did you get stationed in San Diego? Was that part of it, or was yeah, that after? I, I joined the Navy in uh, the early 80s, and I went to boot camp in Great Lakes, Illinois. I wanted to get out of the cold winters of of Cleveland, and I got to spend November and December in Great Lakes, Illinois, just outside of Chicago. And it was brutal. Um, I hated the cold weather in Cleveland, and I found worse. And then they sent me down to Mississippi for a couple of months, and then after that I was sent to San Diego to spend the rest of my four years. And I walked out of the airport and I said, this is home, I'm, this is heaven. And this was in March of 84. Shortly after getting there, somebody told me I somehow I'd heard that there was a nude beach in town and my 21 year old Midwest brain said I have to find this I have to find this because in my brain there were supermodel models frolicking on the beach they're the only people that would be 
that would go take her clothes off in public were beautiful women. Never considered there might be men there. It just never entered my head that there might be men there. Um, it took me a couple of weeks. Just supermodels waiting for you, Dave. Is that? <laughs> I was very naive. Um, so I, I was on a quest to find this beach, and I was too embarrassed to ask anybody where it was. We didn't have internet, so I got on my bicycle every weekend and rode a little further up the coast until I finally did find it. Um, I went down there the next week. I rode the bus there, which took all day. And I was thrilled. I was finally going to get to see these supermodels and liberate them. I got down the hill, and it was just a bunch of old men. And I not at all what I was expecting. I sat down, and I, it was an effort to get there, so I'm going to spend some time. So I sat down on my towel, and I'm sitting there, and I've never had any intention of getting naked myself. I was there to look. After a, probably less than a half hour, I was self-conscious because I'm the only one that's dressed. So I eventually squirmed out of my shorts. I would not stand up and do this. I squirmed out of them. And the first thing was nobody noticed. Nobody stood up and pointed and laughed. And, you know, I expected everybody to turn and point and say, look, he finally did it or something. like. I don't know what I expected, but nothing happened. Then after another probably half hour, 45 minutes, it was hot. I wanted to get in the water. Somehow I mustered up the courage to walk past all these old men. Now, when I say old men, I'm 21. These people could have been 25 and above. They were older than me. I was what appeared to be the youngest person there. I don't remember seeing any women. I'm sure there were some there, but I don't remember seeing them. Was it because you were looking for the models, you think? I think that so. You... I think I, because I was looking for young supermodel types that I didn't notice other women You know, that were, again, older, meaning late 20s, early 30s possibly. Um, so anyway, I did muster up the courage to walk past these old men and get in the water, and it was the greatest feeling in the world. It was the first time I'd ever skinny dipped in my life, and I loved it. Um, I kept going back looking for those models that were never seemed to be there. I don't remember when. There was never an aha moment when I got it, when I figured it out. Um, just slowly over the years, I started to have just a better appreciation for people in general and realized those supermodels had been there the whole time. I just didn't see them. I was looking for something different. So like I said, there was never one day that it just clicked it was just a slow progression that I finally came to that realization. Now, how would you, because you spent a ton of time at Black's Beach, how does it compare to other nude beaches? Have you been to San Onofre and Baker Beach and some of these other ones? Yeah, I've been to only a handful of other ones. And I've been to San Onofre a couple of times, and it was, it seemed like it was a much more relaxed atmosphere. Um, and the one thing that I noticed with Black's was... It, the sheer size of the beach gave people isolation, if that makes any sense. On a smaller beach where everybody's forced to be closer together, it's difficult to get away with, with inappropriate stuff. Where on Blacks, which was so big, you could get away from people and do things inappropriately. Or you could, if you were... Um, what we call a gawker and these guys that would go and sit near women and just stare um, you can do that without that many people seeing you 
are noticing. We're on a, on a smaller beach where you're, it's more compact and everybody's closer together. You can't really get away with that type of thing, it's, in my opinion. That's what, what I observed. Um, I haven't spent a lot of time at other beaches. San Onofre, I was at a few times when it was busy. Um, I was at Red, White, and Blue up in the Bay Area one day. It was a weekday. It was empty. I was at Bonnie Dune once. Again, it was empty. So, I, What was the other one? Pirate's Cove. Again, it was empty. There was a half dozen people on the beach. So, so in your experience, Black's Beach is, is about the, the most popular as well. As in far as in my opinion, it's the, it is probably the best-known clothing optional beach in the United States and one of the best known in the world from what I understand um, it's also one of the largest it's argue, arguably the largest one in the United States I've heard people say that that Baker Beach or not Baker Beach uh, Gunnison Beach in New Jersey and Sandy Hook I guess it's two beaches combined or two beaches that are adjacent to each other um, I don't know ex- the exact in dynamics New, New of Jersey in New Jersey I, I thought you were going to say Florida no, Holiver is in Florida, and it's, from what I understand, relatively small. It's a couple oh. hundred yards, and Black's is almost two miles. And uh, so my understanding, the, w- the way Sandy Hook and Gunnison are, there's two separate beaches with a small closed section in between them. That's my understanding. So if you take the whole area, it's larger than Black's. If you take the two clothing optional sections... Only, I think it's a little smaller than Blacks. But again, I've never been there. I don't know. Well, we're going to highlight love on on this podcast. So I want to I want to jump Damn, towards. <laughs> Not you and I, <laughs> Dave. This has all been a ploy to get you and me together. Um, so we're gonna we're gonna catch up to Chrissy. But before that, did you date other nudists on the uh, no. females? Uh, you know, do... no. I uh, I found out. Years after starting going there, I, I got reacquainted with a, an ex-girlfriend and told her that I'd go to Black's. And she was like, let's go. And we, we went a couple of times together. Um, and I had been going while we were dating. I was too embarrassed to tell her. And I wish I would have known better. Um, I did feel for the first eight, ten years that I was going there, that it was wrong. I, I was embarrassed to tell anybody. I was embarrassed to tell women I dated that I went there. Um, I thought they would think of me as a pervert, and that's why I was there. Again, I was there to be a gawker. Um, and the, the irony is I was very conscious of gawkers when after we got some beach groups going and I was... Um, going there with a lot of friends all the time, I was very conscious of gawkers and trying to ruin their day before they, that was my goal. It's ruin their day before they ruin somebody else's. I knew their techniques because I was there, and it's kind of hypocritical that I was then chasing them away from doing the same very thing that I was doing. And I wasn't. I don't like. To, I don't think I was a creepy gawker. I was just. I would sit down, and if women happened to be sitting with near me that was great i didn't go out and search for them and what that's the thing that bothered me is people that would roam the beach and be creepy just by roaming the beach and sitting down near a, a woman or a couple of women 
and then moving to another group and then moving to that that to me creeped me out i would sit in one spot if somebody happened to sit near me great if if not i was happy to be there by myself. you know it's so hard not to be the creepy guy when you're a, a, a an alone guy because just walking up saying hi it, yeah. it, you know just being a single it's almost like you need to go with a, a group of friends or or something you know yeah and i always did feel that way i I felt that people looked at me as a creepy single guy, and I tried to conduct myself appropriately so that I didn't live up to that. So I never talked to anybody, male or female. I just I just would go there by myself. I would lay out in the sun for an hour or two, and I would go home. But I enjoyed it. I, I'd see groups of friends. I wanted that. I wanted to be... I wanted to go to the beach with friends, and none of my friends wanted to go to the beach, any beach. You know, even the clothed beaches, I didn't have any friends that wanted to go there. So eventually I was able to um, to meet people there and form friends, and, and then, it got, then it became very fun, and I really enjoyed my time there. Now, now I can go into some of the uh, the cross checking because we spoke with Chrissy. Do you remember the first time you met Chrissy? What was what yeah. was the situation? We were at Disneyland. Um, it wasn't at the beach. It was not at the beach. <laughs> I mean, of course it was Disneyland. Where else could it have been? Um, she was there with a friend of mine, which turned out to be their first date. We met it was New Orleans Square in Disneyland. Um, I was immediately attracted to her. We got to be friends over that time. And at the time, I was doing uh, college lectures with another friend of mine. And I thought Chrissy was going to be a better match for that. She was younger. Not by much, but she was younger. Uh, This other woman had a very strong German accent. And um, I just didn't feel she had a good sense of humor. And Chrissy did, and we we had fun when we were speaking at colleges. Uh, so anyway, Chrissy did replace this other woman with with me, and we would go to colleges and discuss nude recreation. And we had a great time. We would have a lot of fun. We would laugh and joke and and tell them, you know, this isn't rocket science. This isn't something serious. This is a fun activity, and we had a lot of fun doing it. So. When it came time after you guys had been dating for a while, which I, I'll be – I'm curious how long you dated before you proposed to her. But it was interesting where you chose to propose given where you guys met to begin with. Yeah, I think we, I think we dated for about nine months. So anyway, her, her relationship with this other guy ran its course and they, they broke up. And we had a lecture coming up at a college and she wasn't sure if she was going to stay in town or if she was going to go back – uh, to Northern California with her family. And I'm kind of like, you know, you got to let me know what's going on here because we got to cancel. I either got to cancel this class or we're going to do it. Um, so we ended up going to the fair and, and that was basically our first date. Um, we were supposed to be two friends going to the fair and it blossomed into something better. Um, at that point, I think, I think that was... That was in June. I think it was in June that we went to the fair. And we started dating after that. And I think it was December that I proposed. It was it was pretty quick. 
Um, and I proposed at Disneyland. We went back to Disneyland. We went there a lot. Um, <laughs> we're both Disney freaks. Um, I was working for a guy who was a member of Club 33, and it's a private club in the park, very exclusive restaurant. And I told him that I was going to propose to her and asked if he can get us in for dinner, which he was able to do. Um, we had been in there before. He had gotten us in once before when we were just starting to date. So we were, just before going in to have dinner, we had to have our picture taken in front of a sign that says 33 for people who were familiar with it. And just, you know, how you, it happens in theme parks all the time. You ask a stranger, you know, will you take our picture in front of something? And I had him take a picture. We were both facing the camera, and I said, take another one. I spun her around. I dropped down on my knee and gave her my speech. I don't know if she told you the speech, but it was... No, huh? It was... I was nervous as hell. Let's make this official. Will you marry me? Ha! 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 How long did it take you to write that? <laughs> I winged it. <laughs> Believe it or not, that was spontaneous. <laughs> From the heart. All right. Um, it worked because she said yes, and, and the guy snapped the perfect shot. He got her surprise, and I had a toy ring in my pocket that had Mickey Mouse on it because the ring that I was trying to purchase um, wasn't ready yet. So did that, and we went in and had wonderful dinner. And um, Two days later, we were moving in together. We had already made arrangements. We were renting a house together, and uh, she had said, that she was never going to live with another guy unless she was engaged. Oh. So I beat her to it. I we were engaged for two days before we she was living with me. That's cute. That's really cute. Yeah. N- now the the wedding we uh, we talked a little bit about that. Uh, her and I. Whose idea? W- w- did you both want to have the ceremony on the beach? That was her idea, hundred um, percent. I had never considered it. Um. I wanted a low-key wedding because I'm not a big fan of the pomp and circumstance of a wedding. I'm, I'm not religious, so the idea of being in a church, you know, I, I was afraid I was going to get struck by lightning or something. And, um, and I'm just not into that type of, of uh, ceremony. So when she suggested getting married on the beach... I think my first reaction was, are you nuts? And then as I thought about it, I thought, why not? It's the perfect setting for us. Um, We were trying to figure out logistics on this. And I thought, you know, if we go to the beach and and have the wedding and then try to have the reception that evening, nobody's from the beach is going to come. We're not going to want to leave the beach early enough to, to go to this, to our own reception. We always had a big party there every Sunday, a big potluck barbecue. So I, Sunday was the ideal day to be at the beach for the, for the wedding. And finally, I realized, I said, we don't, there's no law that says you have to have your reception after the wedding. So I said, let's have our reception Saturday night in our backyard. And then Sunday, let's go to the beach and get married. Um, if you don't mind me asking, what about the brothers? The brothers didn't go? Yeah, yeah my, my brothers, one lives uh, here in Las Vegas. We're in Las Vegas right now. And one lives in Cleveland near my mother. Uh, the one in Cleveland couldn't make the trip and I don't think he would have gone anyway Um, I think he would have been mortified to see his brother naked even though he did go with me there one time he was visiting me and we did go down there but I kept my (laughs) I kept my 
swimsuit on, and so did he. Uh-huh. Um, he had gone for a walk at one point, and I don't know if he had taken his suit off or not. I never asked. But he would not have been happy seeing me naked. My older brother here in Vegas, he was there at the house with my mother. So she flew here to Vegas. They drove over for the reception. And then Sunday, when we went down to the beach, they drove back. So again, he wouldn't, I don't think he would have gone down there. And my mother physically could not have gone down. It's really, that's really exciting. Now, let me ask you this, because um, I honestly don't, I don't know. Have you ever done anything with Corky and CFI? Have you ever been a newscaster? I know, I know Chrissy has. I was, I was never a news, newscaster, but I had been interviewed a couple of times. Um, I had been interviewed once or twice at the beach. And then we were in Phoenix, Shangri-La Ranch, for a car show one year. And I had a, a show car that I had there. And, and I was interviewed for that episode as well. I think there were three interviews that where I was on the show, but I was not a, a nudecaster. Interesting. Now... Uh, Chrissy spoke a little bit about this uh, campsite you guys are looking into. Uh, hopefully, you know, fingers crossed everything works out. But it's in uh, Branson, Missouri. Mm-hmm. Um, I asked her about it, so now I want to get your take on it. Could this be a nudist resort? Could this be a clothing optional resort? Is that part of the plan? Is it something you guys have thought about? We, when we were looking for a park, we, we considered some nudist parks. Um, we weren't looking to create one. Our main goal was to buy a park that's profitable, that we could, that can support us. If it happened to be a nudist resort, great. If it wasn't, great. We're, we were fine either way. From what I understand in Missouri, I don't know, and I don't know if I'm going to offend anybody. I don't know if it would fly. I don't know if if it would, if people would be open to it. Um, it's a relatively small park. It's 40 spaces. It does not have any amenities that would that most nudist resorts have. There's no pool. There's no clubhouse. There's there's no rec room. There's no hot tub. Nothing. It's kind of a bare bones park. It's some place to park your RV overnight and then go to onto your show in the next more next day. Uh, we're hoping to to add more to it and put some amenities in, but the thought of converting it to a nudist resort is probably not an option. Gotcha, gotcha. All right. Well, um, this is really exciting, like finding out more about this. And now you've got uh, little Lexi. So it's got, you know, it sounds like you, I mean, correct me if I'm wrong, but it sounds like you've lived happily ever after. You found your, your nudist girl. You have a kid. You're buying a business. You, um, you, you know, it's pretty, pretty damn good, right? Yeah, I'm real happy. Now, we left San Diego four years ago, and we have not had a, a Nude experience, we did one. Last year, we had bought a vintage camping trailer, and we had gone on some camping trips. And we were coming back from the coast last year. Um, we had gone to Eureka. And which I always confuse. I always forget which one you live in. Okay. Every I'm always Eureka, Yreka. I I yeah. never remember. We're living in a little little town called Yreka, which is inland. Eureka is on the coast. And it's funny, somebody had told me, Eureka means I found it, and Yreka means I have to go to Medford, Oregon to get it. Because <laughs> there's nothing in Yreka. We always have to go up to Medford, Oregon, which is an hour away. Uh, but we were coming back from the coast on this one trip, 
and we saw the nice section of we were riding along a river and we found a place we could pull over and we stopped and we walked down to the river and there was nobody else down there we got undressed we hung out there for maybe an hour it was lexi's first nude experience outside she seemed to love it um it was nice just to get my clothes off again and be in the sun but that's the only nude experience we've had in the last four years so we've kind of uh nudism's taken a back seat to our life recently i'm looking forward to there's a chance that we're going to be going to the western gathering for the nature society here in a couple of weeks it's it's a couple weeks away but it's the weekend that we are closing escrow on our house and we need to be out of the house so I don't know if it's going to work out. If if we can get packed up early enough, then we'll take the trailer and head down, go to the gathering. If not, we're going to miss it again. And Nikki's going to be pissed at me. We missed last year. We were scheduled to go, and it was the same place at Lupin Lodge in Los Gatos. And we were planning to go last year, and at the last minute, I couldn't get off work. Mm. Um the guy that backs me up was, he had a family emergency he had to go to. We couldn't go. The, the year we moved out of San Diego, they had it in, in De Anza Springs in San Diego, and we had just moved away. Wow. Are those, are those pretty well attended? The Western gatherings have faded. My understanding is they get less than 100 people show up. Is it, is it that old thing of where we're trying to attract the young kids? Is that what it is? Like people are just kind of getting older? I, I think a lot of it is people are getting older and none of us know how to attract younger people. And uh, <laughs> if we did, we'd be doing it. But nobody seems to know. And it seems like there's just a different mindset with the younger generation than there is with the older people. And and I, I, my experience is a lot of them aren't don't hesitate to get naked, but... They just don't want to do anything organized. They want to do yeah. That's 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 what I understand as well. Uh, Stefan Duchesne and I had a big talk about because his resort out there in Canada gets a lot of youth, a lot of kids, and uh, he he takes a whole different approach to it. Where because uh, the thing is, you know, you and I have had discussions about this. Where you know, how many times have we heard resorts say, you know, we want to attract young kids, we want to attract young kids, and then you go there and they have chili cookout and bingo night. That's not going to attract the young kids. Yeah. So you have to you have to be willing to to shake things up a little bit and and, and go outside your comfort zone to attract the kids who want to make stupid mistakes and, and do crazy things that, you know, we might think is a little inappropriate or rude or whatever, but they're, you know, they got to live and learn. Yeah. And, you know, and also, like, like you said, you know, there's chili cook-offs and, and then they have a Scrabble tournament, which the, the 20-year-olds are just love that one, mm-hmm. um, or a chess tournament. And, you know, the older generations don't know how to interact with the younger generations, and they just don't have – we're not on the same wavelength. Um, I don't know the answer to it. I'm too old for Vita Nuda. It was uh, young nudist under 35, and I was a member forever, and now I'm uh, – I'll be ugh, I'll be 39 in November. <laughs> God, I'm old. Oh. <laughs> I'm 56. Do people live that old? They do. They do. Barely, but we do. 
<laughs> well, I need to wheel you back inside. <laughs> visiting hour is almost up. No, hey, uh, thank you so much for coming on. Uh, I appreciate you visiting, and I, I wish you the best with this new endeavor and, and your adventures. And uh, you've had a, a hell of a life. And thanks for coming out and supporting my naked comedy shows when I was oh, I in LA. It. Those were a lot of fun. In fact, the last one that we went to, we were on our way to Wairika. And we, um, we went in there and waiting for the show to start. And you had a girl that was, I think she was your MC that night. And she got up on stage and this, she blindsided me. She said, I just saw that there's somebody out in the audience that helped me get my start. She goes, I was at Black's Beach one day with my boyfriend. And he came over and offered us an umbrella and made us feel welcome and he's sitting right up here in the front row, and she in, and called me out in front of everybody. It was one of the best experiences to hear somebody tell me that I had a, was a positive influence on them, and in, and into their journey into nude recreation. It, it, I walked out of there on a cloud that night. It, the the comedy was great. It was a fun night. That was amazing. Wow, so, I had I had this wasn't set up. I had no idea yeah. you were going to say that. So, uh, Juliana, if you're out there and you're listening to this, you made my night. You made really made my day, and thank you for that. I really appreciate you. It, I would have probably been just as thrilled if you'd have just come up to me and told me that, and not broadcast it to out everybody. But um, you made my day. That's awesome. Well, you made my day, Dave. Thanks for coming on, brother. So that was fun. I mean, the nudist, the nude wedding, nudist wedding, nature's wedding is something that whenever it happens, you know, you it's well covered in the press. When you go back through old magazines, um, you will find a number of uh, uh, stories where people got married. I don't think it's as common as you think. We've had two at Bear Oaks that I can remember um, over 14 years almost. Um, so it's not a, it's certainly not a typical thing. I mean, I did do one funny one. There was a, uh, a TV show that was basically, I don't remember what the show was called. But it was like the, a wedding planner and the wedding planner would help a couple plan their wedding. And they decided it would be fun to suggest, they wanted an outdoor wedding to suggest Bear Oaks, but they didn't tell them. So they pulled in with this little bus. Uh, we prearranged it. It was my first year, 2007, and they pulled in with this little bus, and they came out, and they were showing them from the other side of the lake, the beach, and how they could get married outdoor on that beach. And as um, they're discussing it, as planned, we drive up buck naked in a golf cart to say, hey, how's it going, blah, blah, blah. And they have no idea of where, that they're in a nudist place, and they are their expression is what it's all about. So it was a lot of fun. We got a chance to talk a little bit about how people do get married nude, but uh, that it can make it a little awkward for the guest list, as you heard. So anyway, uh, an interesting story, and I hope we can have more nude weddings. You please, you're most welcome to come and be married nude at Bear Oaks if you'd like, or I'm sure most clubs would more than be more than happy to include you in that. So that'll be all for this episode of The Nature's Living Show. 
and thank you for listening. Uh, again, my name is Stefan Deschain, and I'm your host for the podcast and the owner of Bear Oaks Family Nature's Park. And I make the show with the help of Samantha Graham, who makes this whole thing so much easier by producing the show and doing a lot of time-consuming editing. Any creativity you hear about how things come together is all done by her. She actually seems to be quite enjoying it, having fun. You can find links to everything I mentioned in the show uh, in the show notes on our website, which is at naturistlivingshow.com. And please keep sending your comments and suggestions. I really appreciate getting them. I, I do read all of them. I promise you I do. I don't always have time to reply to each one of them. So thank you for those who are sharing and keeping uh, us both encouraged in doing this show. The show's email address is contact at naturistlivingshow.com. I hope you enjoyed the show and that you'll join us again for the next episode of The Naturist Living Show. This episode of The Naturist Living Show was brought to you by Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park, traditional naturist values in a modern setting. Traditional values means that naturism is more than just taking your clothes off. It is a life philosophy with physical, psychological, environmental, social, and moral benefits. Bear Oaks Family Naturist Park strives to promote those naturist values in a modern setting that provides the amenities and services that our members and visitors expect. Free your body, free your mind. Learn more at www.bearoaks.ca. to cast off your clothes and be free to revel on the clean off summer evening? Well, if you have, and who has not, you will begin to understand why the modern nudist movement has gained so many recruits in the last few years.